Do you feel like you've had a bit of a pivot in your business lately? Hi, I'm Candace, and over the last six months, I spent 300 hours talking to clients in eight different countries. I asked the question, how can I serve them even more? And the Align Your Business Summit was born. I handpicked 16 powerful, heart-centered business entrepreneurs, conscious leaders, and visionaries to help support you in your pivot with their wisdom and lots of free gifts. Please join me for the next 16 days here on the Intuitive Business Podcast for your first step to move into the next level of you. Speaking of steps, step number two is sign up for my free gift of a live group Akashic Record reading. All you have to do is go to bit.ly forward slash align summit to sign up for emails that will lead you to your free gift, a live group Akashic Record reading where you too can ask questions from the wisdom of your soul. See you there. Hi, everybody, and welcome again. And I'd like to introduce a special guest today, and her name is Nikki Groom. And so I'm going to give a formal in, in introduction, and then we are going to totally dive in and get to know Nikki. So here we go. Nikki Groom is a business brand and marketing strategist and the creator of the Movement Makers Mastermind, a business growth accelerator for budding change makers and entrepreneurs. Hailed as a force of nature and a rising superstar, Nikki is on a mission to help women entrepreneurs recognize their worthiness, own their power, and amplify their impact without checking their integrity at the door. Kind of got me emotional. <laughs> Nikki is the host of Movement Makers podcast, founder of the 100 Stories Worth Telling project, and acts as an advisor for social entrepreneurs and enterprises. She has been involved in dozens of projects and partnerships that focus on empowering women in business. So welcome, Nikki Groom. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you for agreeing to be here. So we're on the Align Your Business um, Summit. And so um, here we go. We're going to ask some, business, some questions to help everybody get into better alignment. Here we go. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into business? Yeah, it was something that I was, I came to be in the States in the first place through a marketing job that I had. So I worked for the company first in the UK and then in the States. I was only supposed to be in the States for a year and, you know, what are we, nearly 13 years later, I'm still here. But during my time in the States, I remember being, becoming connected to more and more people through social media. It was really taking off around that time, particularly Twitter at that point. 
um, and just discovering all these incredible women who were starting their own online businesses. And I remember seeing them and thinking, ha, huh, I think I could do that. And um, so, you know, a lot of people have asked me in the past, well, how did you take the leap from a full-time job to starting your own business? And I always say, well, there was no leaping. You know, I just took one intentional step after another. And over a period of time, it led me to working for myself. So that began with, you know, going to a tech conference and taking a, a workshop about WordPress and, and creating my own WordPress website. Um, although I don't necessarily recommend that. Um, and, you know, playing around with names for my business, playing around writing blog posts, experimenting with different things and slowly increasing my network and beginning to get some clients in the door. And my business at first was a kind of a side hustle project. And, uh, and eventually I took it full time, probably about three years after I'd first kind of got this idea in my head. Um, and then I ran a copywriting business for five years, which I loved, but was also very stressful for me. And so you talk about being in alignment. I definitely felt like I wasn't really calling into play all of my strengths and all of my gifts. That wasn't immediately apparent to me. I just knew I kind of felt this almost sense of resentment. And I, uh, I talk about resentment being a sign, you know, when we feel that way, it's really a reminder of our worth and it's a reminder that something needs to change. And so I began kind of experimenting in my business by saying no to some things that really didn't feel like a fit anymore. And yes, to some new opportunities and projects and really, again, just kind of getting into that creative play space. And, you know, I'm, a few more years on now. And I definitely, I always say none of us have it all figured out, but I definitely feel much more aligned with the business that I'm building. And uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's it in a nutshell, but feel free to ask me more questions. <laughs> well, um, just to reflect a moment, I, it almost touched me to the point of um, tears when you said resentment is uh, when you're feeling it, it's a reminder of our our worth, or maybe <clears throat> that we're not giving ourselves enough in some fashion, either in money or in time. Um, I, one of your one of the questions I was going to move into was about worthiness and how that is holding business entrepreneurs back. Is that something you can talk about at this point? Absolutely. I think that that has underscored not only my entrepreneurial journey, but my entire life's journey. Um, this sort of, this sense of worthiness or sense of maybe not being worthy. Um, what I've come to learn is that when we feel unworthy, that is a lie. And it's a lie that we've absorbed from what our culture has told us and what the world has told us. And um, yeah, I think when I look back to when I first started my business, in fact, I recently shared this story. Um, I was leading a workshop and I was at the top of what I, what I would call a mountain, but it was probably more like a hill by American standards. Um, and there was a labyrinth that went circled around into um, the central point. And the workshop was called How to Build Your Business from the Inside Out. And I talked to them about how when I first started my business, I definitely was really grappling with feelings of inferiority or feeling like a fraud or feeling like I didn't deserve to charge more for my services. So for a long time, I really undercharged. I looked to a lot of other people to kind of tell me what I should do. 
uh, whether that was what I should do. I mean, the, the whole idea of becoming a freelance copywriter was someone else's idea. Um, and, you know, the way that I built my business was kind of built according to what someone else was doing. So there was a lot of looking outside for the answers instead of trusting that I had all the answers deep down inside of me. And so when I kind of got to that five-year crunch point, I call it, sometimes I call it my five-year itch. I feel like around every five years, I kind of need to change things up. But it really was crunch point because I didn't think that I could continue running a business. And I was thinking, you know, I think I'm going to have to get a job because I can't go on like this. And it wasn't that I didn't have clients at that point. It wasn't that I wasn't charging more at that point but I just wasn't feeling fulfilled by the work. And it was only when I really went in, it actually all started with a mindfulness challenge. So for a long time, I'd heard people talk about meditation and I thought, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good habit, but I probably won't get around to that. Um, and I went to this camp for a few days um, and they took us through a meditation practice each morning. And off the back of that, I did a mindfulness challenge for 30 days and when I say that it changed everything, it changed everything because it slowed me down enough that I could become really intentional about what I wanted deep down, uh, what was important to me, what I valued, what my desires were, what my vision was for the future that I wanted to transform into reality and begin to make decisions from that place. So begin to kind of rebuild my business really. Or um, someone said to me once, around that time, well, it's like you're building a whole different business. And I guess really it was, although I was bringing a lot of experience with me that enabled me to shorten the, the learning curve. But yeah, building my business from the inside out uh, has, has really been transformational. And a lot of, I've done a lot of work over the years, um, both in therapy and with different coaches and things like that on my own sense of self-worth. And, you know, not taking things personally, understanding that I am allowed to be powerful. I am allowed to be enough and that I am more than enough and that there's nothing that I need to do or be like I am enough just as, a, as I am. I think it took me a really long time in my life to get to that place. And I definitely think being on this entrepreneurial journey helped get me there because I always say, being a business owner is the steepest of learning curves and you learn things very quickly. I don't know if I was in a full-time job, if I would be where I am right now. So there's a lot there and excuse Luna in the background. She's rolling around. So that means she's happy. So <laughs> I, <forgot laughs> I don't want to, to stop introduce her. Luna. <laughs> so hi Luna. Yeah. I forgot to introduce Luna. I want to go back to something that you said, because I am sure as people are watching this, that there might've been a tear or two dropped when you said this, I am allowed to be powerful. I am enough and I am worthy. How many business entrepreneurs that I work with that I really feel that that's a core crust issue. Talk to me a little bit about um, that, that was one of the questions I was going to ask is talk to me a little bit about how you help women to get that feeling back into their body, into themselves, because so many of us may have been conditioned differently. Yeah. And I think, you know, as women, unfortunately we are into varying degrees, depending on who we are or how we identify in the, 
Um, I recently wrote a book, which I think you were going to ask me about, but I may as well just get that out there now. I recently <laughs> wrote a book called A Power of Your Own. And in it, I tell the story of Leanne, who joined my Movement Makers Mastermind. And when prior to joining the Mastermind, she had been in business for herself four years and was really kind of grappling with this sense of, I don't think that what I have to offer the world is special or valuable. That, that, those were literally the words that she put in her application form. And when I read those words, my heart broke for her. And I think it broke for her and it broke for me and it broke for all of us who have ever felt that way. Like, I don't have anything special or valuable to offer. And what I love about the Movement Makers Mastermind experience is that I have this opportunity to hold the space for a group of incredible women to really reflect back to them the possibilities for their lives and also reflect back to them what makes them great. Because sometimes it's, I don't know what it is, but we kind of lose sight of it. And we attach ourselves to limiting stories. I mean, take for example, the story, I'm not ready yet. I legitimately thought for years in business myself that I wasn't ready yet to do, to, you know, pitch myself for this pod, a certain podcast or to approach a certain client about working with me, you know, that the list goes on. And it wasn't until I happened to stumble across an article that talked about self-sabotaging beliefs that I realized that I'm not ready yet as a self-sabotaging belief and there was no truth in it. So I began to take that belief and kind of turn it on its head. And every time I heard it pop up, I would say, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. And um, just really trying to uh, attach myself to that new belief. And so I remember when um, I was in contact with a, a podcast that I really wanted to appear on that I told myself for years, I uh, wasn't qualified to be on. I wasn't ready to be on. I said, I said to him, you know, I'd, I'd love to be a guest on your show. Would you consider it? I've always told myself I'm not ready yet, but I'm ready now. And he said, yes. And it was as easy as that. <laughs> so I'd made it into this huge thing for years. Um, so I think there's a lot of that. Uh, it's, it's, I guess in a sense we're holding ourselves back, but here's the important piece. It's not our fault the beliefs that we have formed about ourselves, the stories that we carry about ourselves were given to us. And that's why I talk about them being lies. And that's why I am on a mission to liberate women from those beliefs because I really, I really want people to know that you matter, you are worthy, and you are needed on this planet. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Take that in. You're needed. You're wanted. It's your time, right? Yeah. I wrote tons of notes and I want to go back to a couple of things. So one of the things I love is about your sharing this story that you had in your mind. I'm not ready for this podcast. Maybe I don't have enough experience. Who am I to like <laughs> go there and make that phone call? But we create this story or this vision of what's going to happen. And so many times I see it with my clients. I've seen it in my own life. You're talking about it now. Probably I would say almost 83% of the time that story that we've created, almost zero of it comes true of that horrible story of somebody saying no, or what do you mean? You don't have experience or something. It just said, yes. 
But for how long did you have that story running in that unconscious mind saying, "Mm -mm, nope, don't do that yet? Yeah. And the, something that somebody said to me once really helped me with that. In fact, it was before I went full time with my business and they said, well, what's the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. And you realize sometimes when you look your fear in the face that the worst case scenario isn't anywhere near as terrible as you thought it would be. Um, and that can be empowering. It can also be empowering to ask your fear what it's trying to show you because oftentimes mm-hmm. our fear comes up almost as, as like the self-preservation but you know if we can kind of say well what what is it that you're worried about again we can say well i'm worried about this or and get really specific so that we can then set ourselves up for success by anticipating those things that may keep us stuck <sighs> i really like that too I know um, stuckness is, is something that I think it's a story that just lives up here. I call it the apple spin and it just lives here and it's either too many things or things aren't put down on paper or there's that sense of self-worth. I can't do this. Uh, who am I to do this? Right? So, yeah, I, I understand that. So, well, I, I think back to my own story, like when you're telling this about like, I read the Akashic records mm-hmm. and that should be unique. I should feel excited that I had that to offer. But instead I said, how can I do this? You know, I was good at it. I knew I was good at it, but how can I make this a business? Like who's going to want this? Right. And so I, how many of you out there having this story? So what would you say to them right now? Because they're listening. Yeah, I would say that. You don't have to figure, have it all figured out. You don't have to figure it all out today, tomorrow, the next day. But I would encourage you to really tune in to what it is that you really want. Because when it comes to creating a business or rebuilding your business or um, evolving your business, it really comes down to the fact that you get to choose what it looks like. And if you tune into your own desires and then balance that with well, who are the people that I most want to serve and what are they struggling with and how are they feeling and how can I speak to that through my product services and programs? Um, I really believe that you do get to choose and you don't have to have it all figured out today, but what you can begin to do is take small intentional steps forward, tiny, make, you know, tiny experiments, see, Hey, how does this feel when I try it this way? Does it feel good to me? Am I serving in the way that I want to? Am I igniting my fullest potential by doing business in this way? And allow, allow the answers to unfold piece by piece because it's very rare that we get a, an epiphany moment and think, oh, I've just cracked my entire business and know exactly what I need to be doing. Oftentimes it is a process, especially when we are simultaneously battling with limiting beliefs, stories, or um, anything kind of any fear that's that's holding us back. I think that we have to bring a tremendous amount of grace. And I think we also have to remember that uh, Stacey Jordan Shelton is um, an incredible writer. And she talks about the fact that self-love does not happen in isolation. And so I think as you're on this kind of discovery period of does this align with 
my values, my desires? Does this align with what my customers want and need and desire? At the same time, acknowledging that you do not have to do business by yourself and surrounding yourself with a community of others who get it, who can shore you up for the road ahead and who can champion what you're doing can be incredibly invaluable. (sighs) Thank you for that. That, I'm telling you, this interview just feels like warm, like a warm, hot chocolate in my heart. Mm, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So one of the things uh, I want to go back to um, is your mindfulness challenge because, um, I want to talk about the importance of that. I had something happen to me this year that I, um, during the beginning of the pandemic, I went on this vision quest and I was at home and I did this quest. And so one of the things we had to go from a 10 minute meditation to an hour or more. And so on some of the days I was feeling really badly when the pandemic started, I would sometimes meditate up to two hours. Mm. And I didn't think my business was going to grow during the pandemic. And when I got done with my 30 days of meditation, the highest amount of clients that I've ever had came onto my books. There was 56 clients in two and a half weeks. And there was only one marketing piece that went out. I had spoken on a summit. So I want to talk a little bit about energy and that moment when you had your mindfulness challenge and what, what happened to you? What, what was brought into your world through that? Yeah, a couple of different things. One of them is that, as I had mentioned for the longest time, I'd really wrestled with low self-esteem and not believing in myself and not feeling worthy. And meditation helped me tune into this deeper inner core part of myself. And I know that people call it many different things, you know, inner goddess, whatever. Um, But this, I guess my favorite way of describing it is like this deep inner knowing that my potential was limitless and I had never, I remember being, feeling really emotional when I came to this sudden realization. I could do anything I wanted to do. And I think meditation can be so powerful because it just gets rid of all the clutter. And instead of living from up here, we move down into our heart space. And that's when we truly understand who we are. And so, you know, now when I show up in business, when I'm making big decisions, Even if, and you know, my goal is to meditate every day and I love the compound effect. So if you've been meditating for a long time, how it becomes easier and easier to kind of tap into that inner knowing. Um, But I love how in certain situations I can get into that space Mm -hmm. and it just makes everything so much easier and it just makes it so much easier for me to align with what's most important. And yeah, it just, it just brings this incredible clarity to everything that I do. Yeah. Take that in for a moment, everybody. And if you haven't been meditating, it might be something to just research, right? So I know for myself, it changed my life. It changed my world. It sounded like it did the same to to you. It really did. And I, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think I gloss over it because Mm -hmm. In, in this mind, it almost seems like I'm 
and making like well you did a meditation challenge like big deal um but it was a big deal it completely shifted my outlook so i i um you would ask me kind of what that taught me that the limitless thing like it's not just that you're worthy but your potential is you have limitless potential i mean to really know that and live from that place gosh talk about powerful well, um, Deepak Chopra talks about the Akashic records and he said, it's limitless potential that already lives inside of you. Yep. And when he talks about the energy of the Akashic energy fields, that's what I'm tapping into. But what I, I love about what you're saying about meditation is that's how you all tap into that yourselves. So I, I, I really didn't want to gloss over that because I had an experience of how that changed my life and how I say it is like this, because I really want people to know what happened to both of us. And you're so powerful by saying this is, you know, when we get in alignment, energetic alignment, sometimes we're vibrating like this, you know, the potential of us, and then we're walking along like this in life. And so what I think meditation helps us do is align who we are inside, but look what that created the whole foundation as a platform, as a strong platform to jump off of in their businesses. Do you agree with that? And can you say anything more about the beauty of the meditation and what it's done for our limitless potentials? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I'm really glad that we're going here because why, why would I want to gloss over that? Um, I think it, you know, it does do a few things. It does help you really tap into your potential. It does help you. It brings so much more self-awareness to everything that you do. Um, it's helped me stop taking things personally. Um, you know, I, I, and if, I don't know if you find this as well, but if things happen in my business, you know, I, have very high I've I no longer say that I'm a perfectionist I say that I have high standards of excellence so I have high standards of excellence which means that I'm constantly pushing myself and I'm constantly striving for more 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 and I often say yes to too much um it's kind of an old habit of mine or I should say historically I've suggested too much and so um what meditation has helped me do is just really tune into like what is what is right for me? What what do I need to say yes to? What is my capacity? And um, yeah, again, kind of living from that inside out place. So instead of doing everything that everyone's asking me to do, really asking myself, well, what do you want to do, Nikki? And not feeling guilty about that because I think so often we do feel guilty. Um, and you know, this this whole limitless piece, yes, it's liberating. And we have to be realistic as well. As women, there are real world obstacles to our success. And so again, no wonder that we hold ourselves back because we've been taught, no, 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 you can only, you can only go this far. This is the glass ceiling. You can't go past that point. So of course we hold ourselves back instinctively. We, that's kind of ingrained in, in us. And so what I love about meditation is that it helps you kind of eradicate that conditioning to a large extent you suddenly realize oh i am worthy and capable of so much more and that glass ceiling might still be there but you know maybe there's maybe i can find my way around or 
you know, the world is not perfect. There's still a lot of change that we need. But I think a huge starting point is for we as women to empower ourselves, to align ourselves with the change that we want to see in the world, the impact that we want to have, and to go after it full force, believing ourselves to be truly capable. I mean, it's, we have, there's no guarantee of success, right? But who are we if we haven't at least tried to, um, to really live into our dreams and uh, make the changes that we, that we want? So I want to review something that you said. You said a couple, well, a couple. <laughs> you said multiple magical things. And one of the things I want to repeat is you said change, like be the change that we want to see in this world. What a powerful statement, especially right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I hear in this world right now is so much conversation about what if that political figure does this or does that? And what if we can be the change as individuals now moving forward that is, that are needed in this world. So I thought that was a hugely powerful statement. And the second thing that you said that was really powerful too, is um, you don't use the word, I'm a perfectionist anymore. Rather you say, I have high standards of excellence. And I remember being at a Tony Robbins event one time and he said, perfection, trying to hit the mark of perfection is a very low standard because nobody's really perfect. So you're hitting a standard of impossible to achieve or almost impossible to achieve. But if you say, I hold myself and I have high standards of excellence, it just feels more aligned when you said that. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, we have, when I hear people talk about their flaws, like I'm very quick to say, whoa, 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 whoa. like let's look at those flaws because I feel like there's a light and a dark side to every part of us. Um, you know, those things that make us great can also kind of make us an asshole <laughs> sometimes. And so, you know, there's, there's always, there's always that light and dark at play. There's always, you know, I'm really great at the, you know, I have this about myself that makes me great. You know, I have high standards of excellence and there's also kind of some things about that that maybe aren't as great that I need to keep my eye out for. But I, but I don't think that we need to, to diminish ourselves or to kind of chastise ourselves for being who we are. I mean, I definitely think it's possible to choose who we want to be and live into that reality. But at the same time, like who you are, you're, you're an incredible human being. And like, I think it's high time that we stopped being so hard on ourselves because, you know, we talked, you mentioned about being the change. I, I think it's very hard to be the change when we're so, so stuck in that place and so stuck in the entrenched in those beliefs. Mm. <sighs> well, that, that's really, I love all of what we're talking about today. Speaking of talking about things that are new and exciting, let's talk about a power of your own, how to ignite your potential, uncover your purpose and blaze your own 
trail and life in business. So this is exciting because we're having this interview as the book is launching right now. So all of you listening, you'll be hearing this somewhere between September 7th and September 14th. There's a new book coming out with this woman. So let's talk about what it is and how they can get it. Well, this has definitely been a lifelong dream of mine. And again, this idea that, well, I can't write a book because, 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 because. So I finally made a decision, right? I'm going to write, this is last year. I'm going to write the first draft by November. And again, I talked about sometimes, you know, we can't see what's possible for ourselves necessarily in isolation. Sometimes we do need those encouraging people around us. So actually it was somebody else, uh, my partner, Jeff, who said, Hey, why don't you write the first draft by November? So I should give him credit for that. And then, thank you, Jeff. Jeff. He's in the acknowledgements. But it feels incredible to have got to this place. So I will say that writing a book was definitely kind of this love hate journey for me, because on the one hand, I was finally writing about the things I really wanted to write about and expressing myself. And on the other hand, I I mean, I write all about self doubt and worthiness and igniting our potential in the book. And I was literally up against that every step of the way. Like I can't write a book. Yes, you can. We're writing it. So it, it was kind of this constant battle, but Um, The book is publishing this week and I'm so proud of what it's become. It's It's a really easy to read book in terms of the fact that it doesn't take that long to get through it. I think Amazon has it as a two hour and 14 minute read. So um, it's a, it's great if you just kind of want to get that boost of, Oh my goodness. Yes, I have got what it takes. Um, I also talk about uncovering your purpose. I had mentioned kind of this idea of tiny experiments earlier. So I elaborate more on that. I talk about the whole fear piece that we talked about and how we can cultivate, cultivate a better relationship with fear, um, live from a place of high intention, low attachment. I talk about kind of all the things. It's funny because when I first started writing the book, I thought I was going to write a very different book. And what I realize now is that this book really reflects my entrepreneurial journey. So from the beginning and feeling kind of lost and not fulfilled to now living into a different reality. Um, And so I'm so happy to share this with so many people. And I also have tons of incredible stories from, I founded the 100 Stories Worth Telling project back in 2015. So there are some amazing stories in there from those women Um, all about how they turned adversity to their advantage to get where they are today. Um, And I also share stories from my various podcast guests from the Movement Makers podcast. So um, I'm really, really proud of the book. And uh, yeah, it's called A Power of Your Own. And you can purchase it from your local bookstore. If they don't have it in stock, you can ask for it. Amazon, of course. Um, And yeah, I mean, I'm going to hit the big 4-0 this year. And this feels like a great accomplishment to really... uh, to really bring that year in. So the next year. What a beautiful celebration for the yeah. big four O. <laughs> yeah. Considering I probably won't be able to celebrate that much <laughs> or it will be online if I do. <laughs> and you said, I love what you just said. Now you said, you know, you were from lost and unfulfilled. What would you now say about yourself? You used to be lost and unfulfilled and now you are. I think I found my way. <laughs> Breathe that all in. She found her way. So is there anything else that you want to say to these beautiful people that are listening that might at some point 
feel lost and unfulfilled? Because the one thing I notice in your marketing, you say the budding, um, mm. the budding entrepreneur, which I think is a unique group because I remember back to that budding stage. That's a hard stage because you want to go this way. You want to go that way. You want to take another course. You want to get that other certification because you're stalling, putting yourself out there. Do you find that? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's this mistaken belief that you can either make money or have an impact, or you can either serve your clients really well, um, or take care of yourself. Like that, like we think that these things have to be at odds with each other, but I really believe that you can amplify your impact and your income. And I really believe that you can take care of yourself and give yourself what you need, including, you know, financial security, well, you know, uh, health and well-being, you know, whatever it might be. And at the same time, you can really serve your clients so that it's this uh, win-win situation, which is like calling it a win-win situation is kind of uh, playing down what it's really all about. But I think that I love challenging pe people's beliefs around that. And so the women that I really love to work with are women that have this that have these incredible strengths and gifts that have a big heart for change who really want to um, start or be a part of use their voice um, as part of a movement but who don't but who maybe are struggling because they're not bringing in the kind of money that they want to bring in and i want them to know that they can be well taken care of while um helping and serving and supporting others. So that's really my message. And um, I forgot to mention, by the way, and you may put this somewhere, but the, um, there's a free chapter of the book that people can download from apowerofyourown.com. Um, and I may add some other resources between now and when this interview airs as well. And um, I would just welcome people to read that because I think it's just a great illustration of how you can begin to kind of wrap your head around what's possible for you. Um, I say that in the, I think it's in the introduction or preface, I can't remember which one, but in a world that has historically told women that they don't belong, declaring I am here for a reason is a powerful act of resistance. So, I'll tell you, we're sisters at heart in so many ways. I just really felt your interview in my heart and in my soul. And I'm sure that as listeners that you did as well. So any closing remarks? No, just thank you so much for having me. And it's been a real pleasure. And I could talk to you all day about this stuff. It's, it's been a real joy. So thank you. I could, I could talk to you. I would love to sit down, have a drink, actually yeah. be somewhere together. I know, I know. We'll do it. We'll do it at some point. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Nikki. I really am grateful for your expertise, knowledge, and for you being here today. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.